Hello and welcome. You're watching We the People. I'm Sarah Jacob. This week, the Karnataka High Court will hear on the 8th of February the writ petition filed by a Muslim girl student challenging the action of a college that prevented Muslim students who are wearing headscarves to attend their classes. The development comes after weeks of protests by six teenage students at a uh, government-run pre-university college that is really equivalent to a high school in Karnataka's Udupi. The uh, protesters have been barred from attending classes by the college's management uh, who says that the students can wear the headscarf on campus but they must remove it inside the classroom. Now this matter has since escalated now to other colleges and this weekend we saw a very worrying sight of students, both boys and girls wearing saffron scarves now and marching up and down the streets. The question we're asking tonight is, can educational institutions impose a strict dress code that could interfere with the rights of students to get an education? Constitutionally speaking, is this an open and shut case of a right to an education and a right to religious freedom? Or is it uh, another case of Islamophobia singling out girls in a hijab? Well, first, joining us now are the girls at the center of this controversy, uh, fighting for an education irrespective of what they are wearing, they say. Thank you both for joining us. You're very brave. You're at the enclosure of all eyes. But uh, all of you protesting uh, students have not backed down. But take us through uh, first what happened. When did this become a problem? On the first day of college, they have been wearing this hijab. It's from so long time we are wearing this hijab. There is nothing like we are wearing from yesterday, day before yesterday, last month, last year. No, we are wearing from so long time. And on Thursday, I think on February 4th, Thursday, regularly we are we are on the way to college. And we are, while going college, we have been wearing our full hijab, this parda. And we have a girls room called as restroom. So we can keep our abaya over there, not this headscarf. Headscarf. We can keep our abaya over there and we can go to our classes. While wearing hijab, we got a news. Our lecturers had came to our restroom. They are like, you people are not allowed to go classes. If like, if you people wear hijab. And the lecturers and lecturers had said that we got a news from government that no students are no students are allowed to go for the classes if they follow their religion, culture rules. And we have discussed with our lecturers and even they, are, even they, even they discussed with us and later we said we wanted to speak with our principal and we had a, met, and we had a meeting with principal and, uh, and principal, even principal had said the same thing. Uh, the, the rule had come from the government and we are helpless. And uh, we asked, okay, sir, the, the rule had come from the government. And this is not the private college. This is not the government college. And when, when we asked for the commercial letter from the principal, our principal did not respond anything. He just, we can say, just neglected our questions, what we asked, what we asked with him. He just did not respond us very nicely. It's like, 
whoever this we have a rights to ask the questions for the principal whatever happens it's our duty to go near principal and to ask the to to ask help and our principal's answer was like no we are helpless whenever what happens if we are in college the first thing we should do is we should go and we should go near the principal and our principal did not help us and his answer was like i'm i'm helpless all right so you're you're saying that you were told that this was a decision taken by the government the school your teachers your lecturers your principal was were helpless in this situation do you believe that you girls are being made a pawn in the politics of the state actually it's a it's a fundamental it's a fundamental rights even article 14 says that right to equality right to practice for the every religion everything states in fundamental rights being an indian why can't we why can't we why can't we follow the fundamental rights okay so uh, you are pointing out that yes we have a fundamental right to wear what one wants but what would you say to those who say you know keep religion out of the classroom because now we are seeing students parading saffron shawls uh, where does this end how do you feel uh, meanwhile you know how do you feel when your classmates wear these saffron robes they are trying to prove a point to you these are classmates these are friends i'm assuming you've all grown up together over the years in the same neighborhood you share a classroom actually it's their culture and wearing hijab is our culture we have no problem wearing the uh, what saffron shawl nothing they respect their their shawl and we respect our hijab we come to the college we we come to the college by thinking that we'll communicate we'll get a we'll we'll get a friendship everything when when the friends are not with us when the, when they feel like our friends are against with us it's it, it's horrible ma'am it's 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 very difficult to take all this like sometimes uh, students will be there those who don't have parents or siblings they they'll come they'll come to college by thinking that when they communicate with their friends they'll be getting all kinds of love everything but when we got to know that our friends our friends our friends is opposing like our friends are against us it's it's very difficult to take us and we come to the college to learn discipline to to learn how to behave with society everything but we are not getting from our college they are just they are just not following everything we are we are coming by thinking that we'll get educate like we won't come we won't come college for only for education or else for something like a talent nothing like we'll come for everything we need discipline we need education but when we don't get the discipline from our principal and it's it's very difficult to like it's very difficult to live in this society it's it's very difficult to live in this society that was uh, that boy started from uh, 2 days for uh, wearing saffron shawl they started from 2 days and we were wearing from very long time
All right. So thank you. It's clearly it's a difficult uh, issue for you to uh, speak about uh, when, uh, as you put it, friends turn against each other. Who's responsible for this? Is this uh, hijab row an assault on the right to choice? Is the education of these girls becoming victim to politics today? Is the right to wear a hijab and the right to an education constitutionally protected? Well, let's bring in PKD Nambiar. He's a political analyst who supports the BJP. Sanjay Jha, political analyst and author, formerly with the Congress. Saira Shah Halim, a writer and an activist. PKD Nambiar, what, uh, first to you, what happened to Beti Bachao, Beti Padao? You have now the reactions of the uh, BJP MPs and BJP authorities in the state saying things like, you know, go study in a madarsa. Uh, if the BJP is truly interested in the rights of these girls uh, and, you know, them breaking away from patriarchal norms, uh, surely this should be challenged constitutionally. Why prevent young girls from attending school in a year where India has already seen being badly hit in the field of education? Sarah, we are discussing this in 2022 and uh, wherein the Saudi woman, which is considered to be a uh, very cutter uh, Muslim world and in Taliban, where the women of those countries are fighting that they don't want it to be in the burqa, they wanted to have a freedom from burqa. Here in Udupi, which is just 150 kilometers from my house where I was born, in the Malabar coast, these people are wanted to go and wanted to wear a hijab and a burqa. And there is a complete change in that uh, Mal the Malabar coast, which I have been talking about it at least almost 10 years. From Malappuram to the Konkan region, the culture, the, the social, cult uh, cult uh, cultural, religious fabric has completely changed. You also need to understand that this is the same belt where the maximum number of people have been recruited for ISIS or people who had fought. So the change, when I have grown up for 20 years of my life, I had spent there, I've studied all my colleges, I had so many Muslim brothers and sisters who were my classmates, almost 30 to 35% of them. I have never seen in my childhood, I mean, I'm not talking about something like about 100 years ago, it's just about 20, 25 years ago, hardly people used to wear, people used to wear any burqa or even for that matter hijab. The maximum some girls, what they used to do is that a little bit of a shawl. What we see, see here even in the Hindus, uh, some of the Hindu people in the Punjab or in the, this uh, Northern Belt. So there is a huge amount of uh, religious fundamental people which are predominantly supported by PFI and the PFI movement is happening there. They are the people who are doing it. Schools are not the place where you need to wear the religion on your sleeves is a place where you why we call it even a uniform so it's i think it's purely motivated unfortunately these kids are i mean you if i was listening to those uh, young minds who were talking about the religion why they it's their right fundamental rights to wear the fundamental rights to wear who is stopping you to, to wear a burqa outside the school or college you wear your you go to a masjid, you go on to the market Even wearing India, everything. Wouldn't the best way to get these girls to throw off their uh, burqa, whether if it is a gungat uh, amongst uh, Hindu women, would be to educate them? Surely not take away an education from them. But let's bring in, let's go across no, no, to Sanjay Jha first. Okay, PKD Nambiar, I'll come back to you. Can we just reconnect uh, Mr. Nambiar's uh, connection? Because we seem to be losing it. I'll come back to you, Mr. Nambiar. Sanjay Jha. 
This particular row is unfolding in Udupi. It's one of those three districts in Karnataka's communally sensitive coastal belt. It's a stronghold of the BJP. Some would describe this region as a laboratory for majoritarian Hindu politics. Why do you see this playing out here now? And I mean, why now? These girls say they've been wearing this uh, to school for years. Uh, Sarah, let's cut to the chase right away. There are elections coming up in Karnataka next year. And everyone who follows Karnataka politics will tell you that in coastal Karnataka, there is a massive uh, degree of infiltration of the aggressive Hindutva campaign. In fact, there are books written on it. And, you know, if, if for example, the chief minister of a state can wear saffron robes, uh, then I really see no objection with some girls wearing hijab in a school. Honestly, I think it's a preposterous comparison. The simple thing that we need to keep in mind is this. That, you know, end of day, these were students who were abruptly told that they can't wear hijab. And from my understanding, I know this this issue is coming up in the courts on Tuesday. It's a fundamental right of an individual to have their, their practicing religion. I think if someone wears hijab, is it a public disorder? Is it trying to actually create mm-hmm. some degree of tension in society? I don't think so. It's a private religious practice. It's absolutely got no obstruction in it. It's a very personal decision that an individual makes. So clearly, you know, Sarah, let me tell you in brutal honesty, we have seen since 2014 a progressive uh, majoritarian sentiment being forced in our society. I think, the you know, the young boys who wore saffron robes, trust me, they are being backed by a very organized Conspiracy. I don't think those young students now decided to do it on their own, of their own volition. Of course, you can we live in the world of love. Mass jihad. produced, completely identical, yeah, brand absolutely. new uh, saffron absolutely. robes. Absolutely. So this is love jihad, ghar wapsi, anti-Romeo squads, <laughs> beef bands, you name it. See, when you have a chief minister saying 80-20, the prime minister talking about dog whistle politics, I can see who are the arsonists by the colors of their clothes. I mean, we all know it. I think it's time to bite the bullet. The government at the center and the government in Karnataka are led by the BJP and the BJP will try and polarize it because that for them is a very uh, astute political strategy for electoral gains. Simple as that. Do we have PKD Namriya? Meanwhile, let me just uh, give us the latest uh, that uh, took the latest on this uh, case uh, yesterday with the hijab controversy raging in Karnataka. The state government on Saturday, that's the 5th of February, uh, ordered the banning of uh, wearing clothes which disturb equality, integrity and public order in schools and colleges. We have that graphics. We can play that up. Invoking... uh, 133.2 of the Karnataka Education Act, uh, which says that a uniform style of clothes has to be worn compulsorily. So the government reiterating, you have to have a uniform. It has to be a uniform style of clothes. It then says that the private school administration can choose a uniform of their choice. That is what the government order says. Uh, Do we have PKD Nambiar meanwhile? Okay. Okay. uh, Saira Shah, Saira Shah, if you could come in over here. Um, the college principal alleges that these women, now they may be down to half a dozen, are deliberately creating problems because the rest of the students there, around 70 of them, have no objections to this rule. Uh, so, <clears throat> good evening, Sarah. See, firstly, a personal liberty and right to education, they're legal rights. 
and now it's unfortunate that these girls have been debarred from entering their varsity and it chillingly reminds <clears throat> us of nazi germany 1938 where jewish students were not allowed to enter the uni- university of vienna and in a democracy we do not shut the gates of education of learning and especially to the most deprived sections so today when you talk about women empowerment and today if you talk about sabka saath sabka vikas and you say you stand by the muslim women would you use the hijab as a pretext from debarring uh, women from uh, studying i think it is very sad and unfortunately and it definitely stinks of a political motive and as mr jha just mentioned that elections are around the corner so they need to you know kind of keep the uh, communal cauldron uh, you know burning and uh, it should not happen because firstly uh, it is a fundamental right right to education and the exams are just two months away and the girls are pleading with the authorities they are asking them and we need to also understand that it's not about burqa or hijab uh, it's right to agency or ghungat or, or ghungat today if a sikh student you know can enter the class and study of course i mean he would look like a practicing sikh but it doesn't mean that you discriminate against that student so similarly if i as a muslim woman don't you know it's my agency whether i wear the hijab or not similarly you need to give agency to those girls who choose to wear the hijab and yet they want to get educated so i don't understand where is the dichotomy they want to wear the hijab yet they want to be progressive they want to go to an inclusive school and i don't think that the people there the authorities should deny anybody the right to education whether they are wearing hijab or whether they are wearing a turban what takes what priority right to an education first if these girls want an education can we deny it to them because of what they are wearing pkd nambiar uh, we have you back on hopefully the line will be better i don't know if you heard uh, what we were talking about the question is mr nambiar how did all these students get identical brand new clearly customized uh, saffron stoles uh, has it has been given to them on mass by somebody who is who is that who has given all of these students these identical robe uh, scarves is this not an attempt to intimidate to harass and to exclude uh, unfortunately this is what is happening so i think uh, this is very very unfortunate whether the students are now becoming a part of a political uh, process of people who wanted to score points whether it is in any part but the most important and the most dangerous part of that it is all completely funded by or promoted by pfi and all those people and everybody knows PFI that even provided the saffron uh, scarves i am talking about the hijab issue why are we just missing that bus why we are talking what we are talking about is that is our schools required to be the place where you are sh- wanted to showcase your religious sentiments or religious colors or religion to be practiced there are temples masjids church i have never seen i have been a part of ndtv shows from the at least 4 years now i have never seen anybody who is wearing a burqa and doing an anchoring i have always seen people have a dress code of wearing and doing an anchoring so yes in every place yeah, ndtv it is completely your personal choice i can choose to wear a, a, a cross if i feel like or not and other anchors can choose to wear they have complete freedom and independence over what they choose to wear see sara one thing you need to understand if you really wanted to and, and this is something which i 
hearing from the last few days that the six are allowed it is not the art uh, the there is a in constitution had given article 25b had given a special privileges for the sikh community in india in fact it is not only for that even for wearing them uh, not to wear even a uh, uh, helmet while uh, while uh, using the mobile bikes so i think we are not clubbing what we need to understand today we are why we, the people like many people who are supposed to be trying to become the most liberal most modern and the same people now are supporting hijab and parda and burqa which is absolutely something like a very draconian uh, old uh, mindset today's generation today's generation 2022 we want do our you see a dichotomy there and going and wearing okay okay saira shah do you see a dichotomy there yes see we are not here i might be liberal i might be secular but i am no way uh, encouraging uh, burqa or hijab or uh, saffron robes all i'm saying is agency yes. a person should have a girl should have agency to choose you know and that is being denied article 25 clearly says freedom of thought freedom of conscience mm. so mm-hmm. am i missing out on something especially here on such petty grounds if you are not allowing girl students to enter the varsity when it's just two months Yes, yes, you made that point. So the point here is, what happens if uh, these if parents uh, prevent girls from going to school unless they're in a hijab? These are teenagers. Remember, they live with their parents. They live under their parents' roof. If the parent says you cannot go to school until and unless you're wearing a hijab, the school then prevents the girls from coming in without a hijab. Who stands to lose? Is it India overall? if we don't have uh, you know our girl child being educated uh, i want to bring in kp fatima sherin she is the national committee member on the campus front uh, uh, fatima sherin what is your stand on this matter what is your understanding uh, of the situation on the ground this is a pfi pfi you are giving them a platform Yeah, this is my time, I believe. Mr. Nandi, I mean, you've had a platform. You've spoken for twenty minutes. Surely, all sides could be views can be heard and shared. Okay. So, uh, what I want to tell you is, the controversy started in one college, but it very fastly, speedy spread into several colleges. Now, students of young age. hundreds and hundreds of students are coming forward wearing saffron shawls and chanting jai shri ram to call of the constitutional right of their fellow students their classmates see what we what i want to tell you is this young students that we believe would be the leaders of this nation are so much influenced with this uh, hindutva right wing ideology on both sides on both sides on both sides it's horrible that uh, it has descended into such a situation but uh, fatima sharin what would you say to the authorities the principal of the college has said that you know uh, it's just uh, six students or so now when many others the other muslim girls uh, have uh, taken off the hijab because in class you don't have to wear it you can wear it outside on campus whether it is one person or a hundred person or a bunch of persons if okay. a citizen of this nation claims that my rights my constitutional right is violated we are responsible to address that we are responsible to find a solution to that that is how we believe so this is a clear violation of constitutional rights mm. Mm. even now also we can see that uh, students who wear pardas put outside the gates 
You and see that. Fair enough. I want to just clarify one thing with you. This college instruction manual says that girl students can wear the scarf uh, inside the campus, but the scarf has to match uh, one's dupatta. Yes. Mm-hmm. It says it. It says so. Ah, yes, it says so. But these uh, students are kept outside the campus gates. But now the the students who wear the saffron shawl go inside the campus. See, we we are uh, non that constitution uh, prevent us from discriminating uh, people in the basis of religion, caste, or any any other matter. Sanjay Jha, where do you stand? Last uh, quick thirty seconds to you. Where do you stand on this matter? You know, of course, yes. At one point, we're saying young students, minds that are still being formed, are being, uh, you know, horribly communalized. Or do you see this is an age-old debate? Or do you see uh, students being active in, uh, you know, campus politics and aware of their rights? Clearly, as these young students are. Well, Sarah, let's bite the bullet here. This tells you the, you know, how vicious, and vulgar, and violent Indian political ecosystem is. You know, I was hearing three young girls on your show at a time when they should be thinking about their exams, their career, and their life. They have to come on television and express their anguish, not just on their behalf, but on behalf of many of their other friends and family members. These are tragic commentary on the way we have become as a society. And I would like to tell one thing, Sarah, with your permission to Mr. Nambiar, since he takes great, you know, since he's apparently very deeply uh, hurt by the fact that girls are wearing hijab in the schools, I hope he was equally appalled and aghast, and if not completely disgusted at what happened in Haridwar and Jantar Mantar when people called for the genocide of Muslims and our government turned a blind eye. That's what worries me, Mr. Nambiar. Okay, um, since you've mentioned Mr. Nambiar, Mr. Nambiar, quick 30 seconds. I already explained we're out of time. Quick response and then we have to wind up. Uh, I, I think any kind of a hate, whether it is uh, 1984 or Haridwar or for that matter, everything is condemnable and I don't support any hate. For your information, Sanjayji, for just for your information, Sanjayji, you need to understand the belt which we are mentioned 2002 for some reason. The where this is all happening. I agree on one thing, especially the girl child, Muslim girl students need active support, active schemes to help them join the mainstream in greater numbers, to be educated in greater numbers. Our Prime Minister has spoken about this in, uh, in his various speeches. Now let's walk the talk, discriminating against any student. A girl student, a Muslim girl student will only affect India's success in getting more educated as a whole. Thank you all for joining us. This is not the last we've heard on this matter. It's coming up in the High Court on Tuesday. We will be bringing you all the details. Thank you for joining us on We the People for now. Bye-bye.